0: Did we tell that joke last week? Yes. Oh, shit. Well. I mean, you did. Yeah. I just
1: responded.
0: I like it a lot more than I should. <laughs> then you chode? Should. Oh. All right. Well, this week, um, we're talking about Waco. Actually, more specifically, Mount Carmel, I guess. Um, Waco's yeah. home of the Baylor Bears and also um, a cult. E. Yeah. <laughs> called the uh, Branch Davidians. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. And we're specifically going to be talking a little
1: bit more about
0: our boy, David. David Koresh. AKA Vernon Wayne Howell. AKA. Daddy. A big fat pedophile. Daddy. Yep. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, welcome to our podcast. Yeah. We talk about religion and shit. It's a good time. Yeah. Just chilling. Welcome. Hello. You want to kick us off, Brenna? Yeah.
1: First, I want to talk about a little bit about uh, David Koresh. So, David Koresh, um, born Vernon Wayne Howell, was given birth to in Houston, Texas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's like the weirdest way you could phrase that. (laughs) He was
1: given birth to. I could have said he was pushed out.
0: He was birthed. He was pushed. Directly into righteousness. He was pushed
1: in Houston, Texas in 1959 (laughs) to a 15-year-old single mother named Bonnie Clark. And the story behind that is is that his father um, got Bonnie Clark pregnant and then was like peace for another woman. And Hmm. so uh, Vernon never met his dad and was raised by his grandparents. So after he was arrested later on in his life, which we will get into later, he described his childhood as being extremely lonely. Um, he did grow up with his mother for a period of time. And after he was born at around the age of two years old, I think actually earlier than that, I think around six months. You said
0: born around two years old? Oh, is that what I said? Fuck. So. Um, so
1: around. When he was six months old, um, his mother Bonnie Clark married a man who had a drinking problem. Oh, And so, Bonnie, Vern- I know. So, um, this drunken stepfather of Vernon's mistreated him, and the marriage. Luckily for him, the marriage broke up at around two years old for him. And Vernon, when that happened, Vernon went to live with his grandmother. Um, but, however, by age six, he moved back in with his mother and new stepfather, and they had a son together, which was his little brother. So, about his family, so they were all fervent believers in Seventh Day Advent and Seventh Day mm. Adventists. And were super religious, um, raised him to be very religious, but unlike uh, me and Raquel, um, he actually seemed to enjoy it <laughs> um, <laughs> and didn't seem to be as traumatized by it. Um, I enjoyed
0: it at first until I didn't.
1: Yeah. I think that, well, I don't remember ever enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I really didn't. I used to get beat at church and I didn't like oh, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. not fun no it wasn't
1: so anyway so as i mentioned before they were seventh day adventists very involved with their local church um so at this point in time he is living back with his mother and as part of this lonely childhood that he describes later on his life um vernon did although being very smart vernon did suffer a lot while at school He suffered from dyslexia and had a stutter, and at the time, dyslexia wasn't really, like, something that people understood. It was probably undiagnosed, but, you know, given if you have dyslexia, it makes reading and writing and doing a lot of things necessary to uh, school very difficult. So he was put in um, special needs courses, and students called him Mr. Retardo. Um, which he said really scarred him Aww. and scarred him throughout most of his life. Um, That's
0: a dumb nickname, though. Like, if you're going to come up with one, come up with one better than that. Like, Sucks. Yeah.
1: But I, I also figure that he's probably, like, around 10. Yeah. So, you know. That's fair. So... Uh, When Vernon was a teen, he became very engrossed in the Bible and religion as part of being in that Seventh-day Adventist family and community, and at around the age of 10, he was able to recite passages of the Bible, and not just, like, this little tiny, like, those big-ass long... Like, monologues. Yeah. Like, he's able to,
0: you know, recite Jesus's prayer. Do you think he could, like, recite passages from, like, Numbers?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he could probably do, like, the timeline in Genesis when they're talking about Methuselah and shit. Shit. Yeah. So, he's that kind of guy. Um, And unlike most children that are also involved in the church, Seventh-day Adventists wholly um, renounce drugs and premarital sex and, you know, all the usual good stuff.
0: All things that are fun.
1: Yeah. Um, And so, while a whole bunch of other teens that could have been involved in the church were getting... Getting handsy (laughs) and doing stuff. Uh, Vernon stayed home and learned the Bible. Hmm. And another little fun tidbit, um, because he did have a stutter, to try to remedy that, he would listen to Seventh-day Adventist sermons on repeat and would, like, repeat them back out to try and get rid of his stutter. And apparently it worked.
0: Shit, that's pretty smart. Right. Right.
1: So, as I said, like, he was incredibly smart. Um, he, he just al- had a lot of challenges. Yeah, he had lots of challenges, um, you know, which weren't his fault. He also had, kind of, I mean, obviously he seems to have a pretty, like, distant family, not mm. not to mention, like, he doesn't know his father. Um, his first stepfather was a drunk, you know, I think the rest of, you know, his family life was doing pretty okay, but then also having, like, the overshadowing overshadowing impact of religion. Which I think in his case gave him, like, a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. Which is for great. Sure.
0: I feel like it also gave him, like, a segue for him to be... Somebody. Somebody and like... Like, we, we were saying, like, he's really smart. And I feel like you have to be really smart to be as charismatic as he was. Right. And
1: that was, like, the number one factor of him. Yeah. You know? And for somebody that came out of, like, being called Mr. Retardo and having a stutter, like... I feel like the religious aspect of his life gave him a lot of, like, empowerment in that. Yeah. So, that's cool. So, like, yeah, he's very smart. He also, like, developed a love of mechanics and would, like, put things together and take things apart and, like, rebuild shit. And also, he really loved music and taught himself to play guitar and even traveled to California for a while to try to become a musician. But that didn't work. Yeah. Not to mention, he was pretty sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Vernon Howell? Yeah, I mean, like, he's pretty good looking. I mean, that's how he ended up getting all those followers.
0: Yeah, he did seem like a good looking dude. Yeah. He has cool glasses. Yeah. Yeah. So... Super
1: engrossed in religion and the Bible. He dropped out of high school at around 18 and started working as a carpenter. <laughs> like oh, Jesus.
0: Oh, <laughs> this is starting to sound familiar. Yeah, like Jesus. Yeah.
1: Um, so at 18, he was living in Garland, Texas. Oh, shit.
0: Sorry, this is going to involve a lot of Texas cities that are going to hit a little bit close to home. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. Maybe you should, like, the next time you're home, you should do, like, a driving tour. Of, um... Of, like, Waco. Yeah. Because can't you still, like, go see the, um, the community... Where, like, where the community was?
0: Um, or yeah. has it been demolished? I mean, they, no. So, it was demolished, and, I mean, we'll get into this later, but they started up, like, a new church there, and they're still practicing, uh... Oh. Branch Davidians there, so... Lit. Yeah.
1: Um... So, yeah, so he drops out of high school, starts working out, working out, working as a carpenter, similar to our boy Jesus, Jesus Christe. Um, And at 18, he's living in Garland, Texas, and he falls in love with a 15-year-old.
0: Oh, God.
1: This is beginning to sound a lot like Bonnie Clark, his mother. Delightful. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, she becomes pregnant. But the girl's father finds out and forces her to break off the relationship and tells David to get the fuck out of there. He's probably holding guns because this is Texas. Yeah. And it's also, you know, the 60s.
0: Yeah. And so, nope, nope, nope. I actually, I think it's probably the 70s at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually surprised somebody recently by telling them that you can just like walk into a Walmart and buy a gun in Texas. Yeah, you could do that. Well, I don't think
1: that you can do it any more. But when I was a kid, you could buy um, a gun at Walmart. Yeah. Over here. At a lot of places in the South. Yeah. I don't know if you can still do that. Mm. Uh, But they used to have like a whole section just dedicated to
0: weaponry mm -hmm. in Walmart. Like knives, guns, bows and arrows. I was about to ask. I'm curious about that one. Bows and arrows? Yeah. Yeah. You want to get into archery? Yeah shit
1: i mean i've been shooting before i I really like i know this isn't a popular thing but i also really enjoy shooting guns it's very
0: therapeutic for me same it's been a long time though hit (laughs) all right (laughs) bruna yeah i've
1: always wanted to like be in a space movie yeah so i could just be you should join the space force Okay, so, like, <laughs> I did look into what you have to do to become a NASA astronaut. Okay. So, like, you know, they, of course, pick people that are, like, interested in, you know, physics and oh, shit, but shit. But they also pick, like, random-ass people.
0: Yeah. Like, um... Are there any librarians in space? Because I feel like you could find your niche. I feel like I could find my niche, too. Like...
1: I want to first, I want to start like the first space library.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll make some calls, Brenna. Let's get to I want to give like the, like
1: the extraterrestrial life <laughs> a place where they can like read their shit. Like, you know, like how in certain neighborhoods they have those little like mailbox kind of
0: things that uh-huh. have like
1: random books that people can put <gasps> oh, in there yeah, and just like take, take one and
0: leave one. Yeah. yeah. I want to do
1: that, but like on the moon. Okay. And so like, do you all... think
0: the aliens will leave one too?
1: Be good, and maybe it'll be like in another language, and it'll like start to like it'll be like the Rosetta Stone, but in space. (laughs) It'll just like like okay. The library is how this about how like cultural communities begin. You can learn all about it. Just think about Alexandria, and what a travesty that was. But anyway, I'm gonna do this. This is gonna be great. Um, I'm going to be the reason that we become friends with the extraterrestrials. Hell yeah. So, anyway, so Ver, so Vernon's little girlfriend's father finds out that she's prego, uh. and also that Vernon's Vernon, <laughs> and is like, peace out, motherfucker, um, and Vernon really did love this girl. Um, he really wanted to marry her, um, but because of her father's, um, I guess, threats, tried to stay away. But he did seek counsel with the local leaders of his Seventh-day Adventist church, but was incredibly surprised, um, when they tried to persuade him not to marry her, which I think is particularly interesting because usually, like, when, especially, like, in the 70s and stuff and before then, like, if a girl's in trouble, which is always what they call it. Gotta put
0: a ring on it. Yeah. But also they're so young. Right. So that's like, I don't know, it it seems reasonable right
1: which i think is just i mean not even something just for the time but i feel like you know religious people if you're like pregnant out of wedlock like you're always going to be recommended to marry
0: yeah
1: um yeah so he was surprised when they tried to persuade him not to and just told them to forget her and he even tried to reason with them by quoting scripture because there are like many sections of scripture that do talk about this um whether you believe that they're true or not um yeah, but, so they ended up having a fight, um, because he, like, wholeheartedly disagreed with them that that wasn't the thing that he should do, um, and so they kicked him out of the church, as people do, you yeah. know? Forget reasoning, forget, you know, that
0: loving. Forgiveness?
1: Yeah, forget mm. about religion is for all, God loves everyone, just yeah. get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> So after that happens, uh, he's Vernon starts looking for a new religion. Um, and this is like the part in time where he travels to California to try
0: to become a musician, man. And he tripped too much acid and said, Jesus visited me. And it not, yet. not yet. Oh, not yet. Not yet. But it does happen. Not yet. Yeah? Uh, it does happen. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> no,
1: but at this point, like, I mean, I feel like he's had a pretty healthy relationship with religion. Like, he's very... Like he's a very fundamentalist kind of Christian, mm-hmm. um, believes wholeheartedly in the Bible, the seven-day Adventist faith. Until this whole incident with um, his pregnant girlfriend happens, and he gets kicked out of the church, um, which also affects the rest of his family. They all get excommunicated from the church. Shit.
0: Um, and given that this, this was, one baby's raising a lot of fucking hell, I know.
1: Not to mention that like he did love this girl and I feel like he tried to do the right thing by her. Yeah. For the time. Like and as a father, like during that period of time, I'm surprised that like he didn't, unless he just thought that, you know, Vernon was just a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, which could have been the case. But yeah. also, I'm kind of doubting it given how charismatic he's said as being. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he goes searching for himself. um and tries to become a musician um but that doesn't bode well for him um so he ends up finding a new religion the branch davidians which is an offshoot of an offshoot (laughs) of the seventh day adventist church
0: yeah
1: um which was founded in 1929 and set up in waco texas
0: and yeah, so you want to tell us a little bit more about that history? Absolutely, Brenna. So in the so we're going to take it back again for a second to the 1930s. And I'm going to butcher this name, but this guy named Victor Houtif, he breaks away from the Seventh-day Adventist church and found the Davidian movement. What country is he from? Is he from like the Balkans oh, or something? I believe he is Belgian that sounds right Mm -hmm. um and then after he dies a man named ben Roden leads an offshoot of that movement so this is the offshoot of the offshoot and takes over how to mount carmel settlement by 1962 so i'm guessing this is around the same time that like utopian settlements are like popping up all over the country um and like the hari krishnas and shit I guess so, yeah. Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> and so Victor of starts it. Ben Roden takes over this compound by 1962, um, and then Ben Roden dies and leaves the settlement to his wife Lois, and she is named Head Prophetess. Ah, uh, Lois. <laughs> In 1981, Vernon Wayne Howell, our good buddy, he's aged 22. At this time, mind you, he arrives at the compound and becomes um, entangled with Lois. I mean, a
1: little more than entangled. <laughs> like, I mean, like of course, like he's super charismatic. I mean, he's also a '70s baby, so he's got mm-hmm. the glasses, the flowing. He's locks a full-on sugar baby. Yeah,
0: yeah, like for Lois. I mean. He, he,
1: I mean, Lois is in her 60s at this point. Like, Ben Roden, her husband, like, dies of old age. Do
0: you want... I wonder if this is, like... I couldn't really read into it, but I wonder if it was, like, very specific so he could gain control or if, like, she was just a really hot grandma.
1: I don't know. You know, I mean, given how charismatic he is and how intelligent he is, I would definitely believe it. Mm -hmm. But also he... Especially, like, based on what happens later, I mean... He is crazy, and he also just
0: seems like, I'd put my dick in anything. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. But we'll um, we'll get to that. So he's 22. She's 60-something. They're entangled. It's really spicy. She gets pregnant. She gets pregnant. I actually missed this part. I didn't see that part, but she has a miscarriage because you know she's, she's very fucking old. sixty something. And then she dies. I don't know when she dies, but he battles her son George for control of the compound, and things get super heated by 1987. That um, to to the point where George Roden, her son, is shot in the head and chest in a gun battle. Now it doesn't say. Or I didn't see anything that said that Vernon was involved in this gun battle. Oh, but I can, we know I can interject who fucking here. shot him.
1: I can interject here. Oh. So, basically, like, after they have that whole entanglement with <laughs> Lois and she passes away, during this time that he's in a relationship with her and she's over the head of the church, he starts proclaiming that he has visions from God. Oh, And so this is, like, what gives her kind of like in her mind i'm gonna endorse this guy to take over when i die yeah and also you know she thinks that she miscarries i guess like god's child kind of thing yeah (laughs) um and so because she's endorsing him because he quote unquote has visions from god or whatever she endorses him and because she does that and you know all of the all of the church members have been on her side at this point they also, you know, give in to him and are, you know, supportive. And not to mention that, I mean, he's super charismatic. He is... something completely different from what most of these people are. Like he gives sermons in like Mm -hmm. a t-shirt and jeans and is very direct about his beliefs rather than using metaphors, Mm -hmm. um, during his sermons and gets all of these people really excited and hype. And another cool thing is he also uses a lot of his musical talent, um, in his, you know, religious efforts as well to recruit people, I mean, not to mention, I mean, he's just kind of hot. So, yeah.
0: I mean, just... People it's... like hot people. Like, even if you're not, like, sexually attracted to them, you're like, wow, I want to be
1: you. Yeah, like, I want to follow you. Like, you're cool.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so
1: she endorses him to lead. And as Raquel mentioned, Lois and Ben's son, uh, George, does not like this at all.
0: Well, yeah, he's got, like, a 22-year-old stepdad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right. So, obviously, this begins, like, a power struggle. So, in eight eighty four, George arms himself and his little sect of the Davidians, because at this point, they've kind of split off between David and George's followers. So, it's an offshoot
0: of an offshoot of an offshoot? Basically. Sick.
1: Um, And this is just because they can't decide who needs to lead officially, who has the right. And so, he takes the boys... Uh, George does um, some of his little f- group following they arm themselves and they force uh, Vernon's group to move to Mount Carmel mm. where because um, they originally start I thought like they
0: were already at Mount Carmel
1: they originally start in Waco and then they get pushed out mm. to Mount Carmel because of George's group okay and forces them to regroup and they have to live in tents and shit. Mm -hmm. But this also forces um, Vernon to really start recruiting more Mm -hmm. and put that, you know, charisma to the test. It's a bunch of good stuff. And then during that period of time, um, Vernon is married to a new woman. She's actually his age. Um, And she's pregnant. Um, She was one of the church members. And in 85... Is this the
0: one he stays married to throughout the rest of the...
1: I think so, yeah. Um, But they travel to Israel. And, the Holy Land, right? And there he begins to believe that he's an incarnation of Cyrus of Persia, mm-hmm. and that his godly duty is to open the seven seals from Revelation.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's just so. What much. is your like this guy's wife like? Do you think she like knew this like going into this marriage with him, or was she I mean she like, was
1: a Davidian, and yeah. like
0: obviously she followed him. I mm-hmm. mean. Like, and the are like all about this shit. Like, they. About are, the second coming and they're shit. They're millennial Christians, which I can get into in a second, but. Yeah.
1: So they come back, and it's still, you know, George versus Vernon. And so the way that they try to settle this is by George challenges Vernon to a resurrection competition. The
0: duel! Wait, a resurrection competition? Yes. Holy
1: shit. So they're like, you need to resurrect this body. Mm-hmm. And if you successfully do it, you got the job.
0: <laughs> this is nuts. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> if you bring this person
1: back to life, then you can have the job. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wait, so who, who died? Did, did they just... Just wait. Oh, okay. Just wait. Just okay. Wait. So they're, they're having this duel. <laughs> Did somebody just die off unexpectedly, and they're like, "You know what? I have a great idea. I guess.
1: But anyway, so they have this they have this competition, but Vernon finds out that George has been like messing with bodies. What do you mean? Like, like exhuming like, them. Like
0: taking them out of the grave?
1: Yeah. <gasps> For, for this competition and so Vernon goes and tells the police but the police are like well we can't we can't incriminate him without photographic evidence
0: which I'm like, really? So it's not the first, it's not the only time the police will disappoint us in this tale. Retweet, you know. Um, So he tries to go.
1: So this is, so Vernon's like, okay, well, I can do that. So he gets, (laughs) so this time Vernon gets his little group. Who can dig up a body faster than the other? Right. So Vernon gets his little group and arms them and tells them to help him sneak into George's little encampment. Um, and this, you know, they get caught and this starts a gunfight and, um, uh, George gets shot in the chest and the hands and, you know, that's kind of like when they settle down. Um, but later on when they're still having a a few years later down the road, when wait
0: he was also shot in the head, right?
1: Not yet. No. Oh. Oh, 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 no. Um, so they have this fight and everything. It's it's a delightful time. So things calm down, but later on, George ends up killing a guy in his sector because he claims to be the Messiah, and George really doesn't like
0: this competition. He's going to resurrect him, yeah? So <laughs> oh what ends God. up
1: happening, um, the police, of course, come because he's, like, killed this guy in cold blood, and he gets sent to, like, a mental facility-slash-prison.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's, a. Uh, So now... um, But how did he get shot in the head? He doesn't. I thought he did. He does? Yeah. That's what it said on um, (laughs) history.com, I think. (laughs) Oh, well, then
1: he must get killed in, like, prison or something.
0: I don't know. I was under the impression that him and Koresh had just, like, gotten into this battle. But, like, I didn't have that whole backstory. Um, yeah. he get, I know he gets shot in the chest and the hands. That's why it was... Maybe I just read it incorrectly. But, like, that's why I was surprised that he survived. But... Yeah. Um, yeah. Vernon Howell was tried for attempted murder. Right. But it ended in mistrial.
1: Right. Um... Yeah, just because they didn't have enough evidence, quote unquote. And that was from like when they tried to take their guns and like go over there to get that evidence. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, they did shoot him and almost killed him. But then George fucks himself anyway because he tries to kill that guy Mm. and successfully does so. And so he ends up getting sent to a hospital, like a mental facility slash um, prison. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, now uh, Vernon's the leader. And that's why He changes his
0: name to David Koresh.
1: Yeah, and this is where things are going to get spicy. Yep. And also where we're going to leave you on this cliffhanger. Bum, bum,
0: bum, bum.
1: So thank you for listening to this, albeit shorter, but just as exciting and
0: important an episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening and um, for tuning in tonight, today, wherever you are. Yeah. Hope it's a good one. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at do it. Yep. And uh, on Twitter at ReligionMadeMeDoIt. Religion Made Made Me. Yeah, that's it. Religion made me. Yeah.
1: And follow us on our own social media accounts at Brenna Ferris Wheel on Instagram. Mm-hmm.
0: And Raquel Blackwood. I also do music. If you'd like to check out my Spotify, oh, God, that sounds so gross to say. Check out her Spotify. I guess. Do it. She's I have great. one song out. It's, it's good. I highly recommend And then Brian. Thank you, Brian, for um, recording us and producing us, for dealing with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> for dealing with it and you can follow him at b.ryan.c yeah that's right e on okay. instagram Ooh, and send us an email at religion do it at gmail.com send us comments questions concerns um future things you like, stories things you don't yeah your own personal stories with religion we want to start doing like little minisodes with like personal stories on them <laughs> yeah that would be a lot of fun so we, it's like group therapy you know yeah yeah um and please if if you have the time or inclination do so
1: write us a review
0: please we want to know what we can do better what yeah. we're already doing well it would
1: also really help us in our ratings to mm-hmm. and help get us promoted more to like better charts to reach a higher audience yep yep so please do that if tell you feel friend. so inclined
0: tell, tell your, your friends
1: well maybe not tell, tell your, your papa. mama <laughs>
0: Uh, well, depending on how um, they religiously might inclined your mother is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't tell my mother.
0: Don't, maybe don't talk about it with your coworker. That may, things, might, might make things worse. Or do awkward. it, because I think we need anonymity in the, uh,
1: in the workplace. This is true. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you again for listening. Thank you so much. Tune in next week. Yep, next Sunday. 6 p.m.
1: And we will continue our conversation on David Koresh. And have a
0: good whatever you're having. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.